Chapter 49 of The Social Cancer, a complete English version of Noli Me Tangere from the Spanish of José Rizal by Charles Darbyshire. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avaí in January 2012. Chapter 49. The Voice of the Hunted. As the sun was sinking below the horizon, Ibarra stepped into Elias's banca at the shore of the lake. The youth looked out of humor. "'Pardon me, sir,' said Elias sadly on seeing him, "'that I have been so bold as to make this appointment. I wanted to talk to you freely, and so I chose this means, for here we won't have any listeners. We can return within an hour.' "'You're wrong, friend,' answered Ibarra with a forced smile. You'll have to take me to that town whose belfry we see from here. A mischance forces me to this. A mischance? Yes. On my way here I met the alferez, and he forced his company on me. I thought of you and remembered that he knows you, so to get away from him I told him that I was going to that town. I'll have to stay there all day, since he will look for me tomorrow afternoon. I appreciate your thoughtfulness, but you might simply have invited him to accompany you answered elias naturally what about you he wouldn't have recognized me since the only time he ever saw me he wasn't in a position to take careful note of my appearance i'm in bad luck sighed ibarra thinking of maria clara what did you have to tell me elias looked about him they were already at a distance from the shore, the sun had set, and as in these latitudes there is scarcely any twilight, the shades were lengthening, bringing into view the bright disk of the full moon. "'Sir,' replied Elias gravely, "'I am the bearer of the wishes of many unfortunates.' "'Unfortunates? What do you mean?' In a few words Elias recounted his conversation with the leader of the Tulisanes, omitting the latter's doubts and threats. Ibarra listened attentively and was the first to break the long silence that reigned after he had finished his story. So they want radical reforms in the armed forces, in the priesthood and in the administration of justice. That is to say, they ask for paternal treatment from the government. Reforms? In what sense? For example, more respect for a man's dignity, more security for the individual, less force in the armed forces, fewer privileges for that corpse which so easily abuses what it has. Elias, answered the youth, I don't know who you are, but I suspect that you are not a man of the people. You think and act so differently from others. You will understand me if I tell you that, however imperfect the condition of affairs may be now, it would be more so if it were changed. I might be able to get the friends that I have in Madrid to talk by paying them. I might even be able to see the captain-general, but neither would the former accomplish anything, nor has the latter sufficient power to introduce so many novelties. Nor would I ever take a single step in that direction, for the reason that, while I fully understand that it is true that these corporations have their faults, they are necessary at this time. They are what is known as a necessary evil. Greatly surprised, Elias raised his head and looked at him in astonishment. Do you, then, also believe in a necessary evil, sir? He asked in a voice that trembled slightly. Do you believe that in order to do good it is necessary to do evil? No, 
I believe in it as in a violent remedy that we make use of when we wish to cure a disease. Now then, the country is an organism suffering from a chronic malady, and in order to cure it, the government sees the necessity of employing such means, harsh and violent if you wish, but useful and necessary. He is a bad doctor, sir, who seeks only to destroy or stifle the symptoms without an effort to examine into the origin of the malady, or, when knowing it, fears to attack it. The civil guard has only this purpose, the repression of crime by means of terror and force, a purpose that it does not fulfil, or accomplishes only incidentally. You must take into account the truth that society can be severe with individuals only when it has provided them with the means necessary for their moral perfection. In our country where there is no society, since there is no unity between the people and the government, the latter should be indulgent, not only because indulgence is necessary, but also because the individual, abandoned and uncared for by it, has less responsibility, for the very reason that he has received less guidance. Besides, following out your comparison, the treatment that is applied to the ills of the country is so destructive that it is felt only in the sound parts of the organism, whose vitality is thus weakened and made receptive of evil. Would it not be more rational to strengthen the diseased parts of the organism and lessen the violence of the remedy a little? To weaken the civil guard would be to endanger the security of the towns. The security of the towns! exclaimed Elias bitterly. It will soon be fifteen years since the towns have had their civil guard, and look, still we have tulisanes, still we hear that they sack towns, that they infest the highways. Robberies continue and the perpetrators are not hunted down, crime flourishes and the real criminal goes scot-free, but not so the peaceful inhabitant of the town. Ask any honourable citizen if he looks upon this institution as a benefit, a protection on the part of the government, and not as an imposition, a despotism whose outrageous acts do more damage than the violent deeds of criminals. These latter are indeed serious, but they are rare, and against them one has the right to defend himself. But against the molestations of legal force he is not even allowed a protest, and if they are not serious they are nevertheless continued and sanctioned. What effect does this institution produce among our people? It paralyzes communication because all are afraid of being abused on trifling pretexts. It pays more attention to formalities than to the real nature of things, which is the first symptom of incapacity. Because one has forgotten his cedula, he must be manacled and knocked about, regardless of the fact that he may be a decent and respectable citizen. The superiors hold it their first duty to make people salute them, either willingly or forcibly, even in the darkness of the night, and their inferiors imitate them by mistreating and robbing the country folk, nor are pretexts lacking to this end. Sanctity of the home does not exist. Not long ago in Kalamba they entered, by forcing their way through the windows, the house of a peaceful inhabitant to whom their chief owed money and favours. There is no personal security. When they need to have their barracks or houses cleaned, they go out and arrest anyone who does not resist them, in order to make him work the whole day. Do you care to hear more? During these holidays, gambling, which is prohibited by law, has gone on, while they forcibly broke up the celebrations permitted by the authorities. You saw what the people thought about these things. What have they got by repressing their anger and hoping for human justice? Oh, sir, if that is what you call keeping the peace. I agree with you that there are evils, replied Ibarra, 
but let us bear with those evil on account of the benefits that accompany them this institution may be imperfect but believe me by the fear that it inspires it keeps the number of criminals from increasing say rather that by this fear the number is increased corrected elias before the creation of this corpse almost all the evildoers with the exception of a very few were criminals from hunger they plundered and robbed in order to live but when their time of want was past they again left the highways clear sufficient to put them to flight were the poor but brave quadrilleros they who have been so calumniated by the writers about our country who have for a right death for duty fighting and for reward jests now are the tulisanes who are such for life a single fault a crime inhumanely punished resistance against the outrages of this power fear of atrocious tortures cast them out forever from society and condemn them to slay or be slain the terrorism of the civil guard closes against them the doors of repentance and as outlaws they fight to defend themselves in the mountains better than the soldiers at whom they laugh the result is that we are unable to put an end to the evil that we have created remember what the prudence of the captain-general de la torre accomplished the amnesty granted by him to those unhappy people has proved that in those mountains there still beat the hearts of men and that they only wait for pardon terrorism is useful when the people are slaves when the mountains afford no hiding-places when power places a sentinel behind every tree and when the body of the slave contains nothing more than a stomach and intestines but when in desperation he fights for his life feeling his arm strong his heart throb his whole being filled with hate how can terrorism hope to extinguish the flame to which it is only adding fuel i am perplexed elias to hear you talk thus and i should almost believe that you were right had i not my own convictions but note this fact and don't be offended for i consider you an exception look who the men are that ask for these reforms nearly all criminals are on the way to be such criminals now or future criminals but why are they such because their peace has been disturbed their happiness destroyed their dearest affections wounded and when they have asked justice for protection they have become convinced that they can expect it only from themselves but you are mistaken sir if you think that only the criminals ask for justice go from town to town from house to house listen to the secret sighings in the bosoms of the families and you will be convinced that the evils which the civil guard corrects are the same as if not less than those it causes all the time should we decide from this that all the people are criminals if so then why defend some from the others why not destroy them all some error exists here which i do not see just now some fallacy in the theory to invalidate the practice for in spain the mother country this corps is displaying and has ever displayed great usefulness i don't doubt it perhaps there it is better organized the men of better grade perhaps also spain needs it while the philippines does not our customs our mode of life which are always invoked when there is a desire to deny us some right are entirely overlooked when the desire is to impose something upon us and tell me sir why have not the other nations which from their nearness to spain must be more like her than the philippines is adopted this institution 
is it because of this that they still have fewer robberies on their railway trains fewer riots fewer murders and fewer assassinations in their great capitals ibarra bowed his head in deep thought raising it after a few moments to reply this question my friend calls for serious study if my inquiries convince me that these complaints are well founded i will write to my friends in madrid since we have no representatives meanwhile believe me that the government needs a corps with strength enough to make itself respected and to enforce its authority yes sir when the government is at war with the country but for the welfare of the government itself we must not have the people think that they are in opposition to authority rather if such were true if we prefer force to prestige we ought to take care of whom we grant this unlimited power this authority so much power in the hands of men ignorant men filled with passions without moral training of untried principles is a weapon in the hands of a madman in a defenceless multitude i concede and wish to believe with you that the government needs this weapon but then let it choose this weapon carefully let it select the most worthy instruments and since it prefers to take upon itself authority rather than have the people granted at least let it be seen that it knows how to exercise it elias spoke passionately enthusiastically in vibrating tones his eyes flashed a solemn pause followed the banka unimpelled by the pedal seemed to stand still on the water the moon shone majestically in a sapphire sky and a few lights glimmered on the distant shore what more do they ask for inquired ibarra reform in the priesthood answered elias in a sad and discouraged tone these unfortunate ask for more protection against against the religious orders against their oppressors sir has the philippines forgotten what she owes to those orders has she forgotten the immense debt of gratitude that is due from her to those who snatched her from error to give her the true faith to those who have protested her against the tyrannical acts of the civil power this is the evil result of not knowing the history of our native land the surprised elias could hardly credit what he heard sir he replied in a grave tone you accuse these people of ingratitude let me one of the people who suffer defend them favors rendered in order to have any claims to recognition must be disinterested let us pass over its missionary work the much invoked christian charity let us brush history aside and not ask what spain has done with the jewish people who gave all europe a book a religion and a god what she has done with the arabic people who gave her culture who were tolerant with her religious beliefs and who awoke her lethargic national spirit so nearly destroyed during the roman and gothic dominations you say that she snatched us from error and gave us the true faith do you call faith these outward forms do you call religion this traffic in girdles and scapularies truth these miracles and wonderful tales that we hear daily is this the law of jesus christ for this it was hardly necessary that a god should allow himself to be crucified or that we should be obliged to show eternal gratitude superstition existed long before it was only necessary to systemize it and raise the price of its merchandise you will tell me that however imperfect our religion may be at present it is preferable to what we had before 
i believe that too and would agree with you in saying so but the cost is too great since for it we have given up our nationality our independence for it we have given over to its priests our best towns our fields and still give up our savings by the purchase of religious objects an article of foreign manufacture has been introduced among us we have paid well for it and we are even if you mean the protection that they afforded us against the encomenderos i might answer that through them we fell under the power of the encomenderos but no i realize that a true faith and a sincere love for humanity guided the first missionaries to our shores i realize the debt of gratitude we owe to those noble hearts i know that at that time spain abounded in heroes of all kinds in religious as well as in political affairs in civil and in military life but because the forefathers were virtuous should we consent to the abuses of their degenerate descendants because they have rendered us great service should we be to blame for preventing them from doing us wrong the country does not ask for their expulsion but only for reforms required by the changed circumstances and new needs i love our native land as well as you can elias i understand something of what it desires and i have listened with attention to all you have said but after all my friend i believe that we are looking at things through rather impassioned eyes here less than in other parts do i see the necessity for reforms is it possible sir asked elias extending his arms in a gesture of despair that you do not see the necessity for reforms you after the misfortunes of your family ah i forget myself and my own troubles in the presence of the security of the philippines in the presence of the interests of spain interrupted ibarra warmly to preserve the philippines it is meet that the friars continues as they are on the union with spain depends the welfare of our country when ibarra had ceased elias still sat in an attitude of attention with a sad countenance and eyes that had lost their lustre the missionaries conquered the country it is true he replied but do you believe that by the friars the philippines will be preserved yes by them alone such is the belief of all who have written about the country oh exclaimed elias dejectedly throwing the paddle down in the banca i did not believe that you would have so poor an idea of the government and of the country why don't you condemn both what would he say of the members of a family that dwells in peace only through the intervention of an outsider a country that is obedient because it is deceived a government that commands b because it avails itself of fraud a government that does not know how to make itself loved or respected for its own sake pardon me sir but i believe that our government is stupid and is working its own ruin when it rejoices that such is the belief i thank you for your kindness where do you wish me to take you now no replied ibarra let us talk it is necessary to see who is right on such an important subject pardon me sir replied elias shaking his head but i haven't the eloquence to convince you even though i have had some education i am still an indian my way of life seems to you a precarious one and my words will always seem to you suspicious those who have given voice to the opposite opinion are spaniards and as such even though they may speak idly and foolishly their tones their titles and their origin make their words sacred and give them such authority that i have desisted forever from arguing against them 
moreover when i see that you who love your country you whose father sleeps beneath these quiet waters you who have seen yourself attacked insulted and persecuted hold such opinions in spite of all these things and in spite of your knowledge i begin to doubt my own convictions and to admit the possibility that the people may be mistaken i'll have to tell those unfortunates who have put their trust in men that they must place it in god and their own strength again i thank you tell me where i shall take you elias your bitter words touch my heart and make me also doubt what do you want i was not brought up among the people so i am perhaps ignorant of their needs I spent my childhood in the Jesuit college, I grew up in Europe, I have been moulded by books, learning only what men have been able to bring to light. What remains among the shadows, what the writers do not tell, that I am ignorant of. Yet I love our country as you do, not only because it is the duty of every man to love the country to which he owes his existence, and to which he will no doubt owe his final rest, not only because my father so taught me, but also because my mother was an Indian, because my fondest recollections cluster around my country, and I love it also because to it I owe and shall ever owe my happiness. And I, because to it I owe my misfortunes, muttered Elias. Yes, my friend, I know that you suffer, that you are unfortunate, and that those facts make you look into the future darkly and influence your way of thinking, so I am somewhat forearmed against your complaints. If I could understand your motives, something of your past... My misfortunes had another source. If I thought that the story of them would be of any use, I would relate it to you, since, apart from the fact that I make no secret of it, it is quite well known to many." Perhaps, on hearing it, I might correct my opinions. You know that I do not trust much to theories, preferring rather to be guided by facts. Elias remained thoughtful for a few moments. If that is the case, sir, I will tell you my story briefly. End of chapter 49